Hello, everyone. Who? Everyone. Ah, everyone. Everyone who's listening, that is. Welcome to another episode of the only podcast on the net dedicated eh, about 100% to the greatest game in the world. That would be Advanced Squad Leader, I'll dare say. Dare will. Good show last time, mate. Yes, it was. Very good show. Ken was quite fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Looking forward to that. And this is We Are the Two Half Squads. Yeah, this is going to be about episode 188. Wow. Being recorded here right after Thanksgiving. Yes. How was your Thanksgiving, Dave? Fine. Went to Ohio. Usual stuff. Yeah. Yep. There and back. Quick trip. Five hours on the road. Goes fast. Listen to podcasts. Read books. With the family in the the car? Mm Mm-hmm. Who drove? Uh, Megan and I... And then Adam and I and Megan again on the way home? No, I think I took the whole second leg. Whenever we go on uh, road trips, Robin and I, it's I drive. And she'll Always. say, you know, we'll, we'll break for lunch or something. She'll say, you want me to drive? And I'll say, oh, yeah. And as we're walking back to the car, I just <laughs> kind of get ahead of her and get in the driver's seat. She'll say, oh, I thought you wanted me to drive. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm already in the driver's seat, so maybe at the next break. I just, I prefer to be behind the wheel, I guess. I can't really relax when I let somebody else drive. Uh, especially me. So I'm okay if you take us to Gen Con or yeah. Winter Offensive or <laughs> to Europe Yeah, for our trip. Well, it'll take us a while because I drive the speed limit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, Laura has a bit of a backseat driver thing. So when Adam was driving, you know, he'd get up to 80 Oh yeah, and she'd say something, and he and he. If you criticize him too much, he will pull over and let you drive. Yeah, well, and that's he, not a bad you know, thing. Well, so we're saying it's locking in at seventy-five. There's no re, but he would to pass. He'd go up to eighty, and then Laura would tap my shoulder from behind. You know, yeah, Dad, take care of it. At one point, yeah. I had to hold up fingers. Seventy-five. Yeah, he's going seventy-five. Please leave us all alone. No offense, honey. No, no, that's but, not a bad thing. Yeah, and then I'm driving, and she's like, it's 55 here, you know, from Alsip, coming down 294. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 55, but everybody's going 70. Yeah. So I'm not going to go 55. Right. I mean, I don't know, backseat drivers. Well, I, you know, I I drive the speed limit. I get in the right lane. I've mentioned this before. Yeah, that's okay. Put on the podcast, and I just go. And if somebody wants to go 70... There are three other lanes where they at can least do that, stay, or 80, or whatever. And at least you stay to the side. I stay to the side that's and all, just leave me alone. All that's required. That's my, it's my time to relax. And I can't, I can't relax if I'm tailgating somebody. Yeah, my dad always told me about his aunt and uncle. That's going way back, probably Great Depression era. And he would always say to the wife, Margaret, will you please stop driving the car? Yeah. When she would do backseat driving. Yeah. I remember driver's ed, and they said, for every 10 miles an hour of speed you're going, leave a car length. Oh, so nobody. Nobody does that. Oh, my gosh. No. And no. I, and Not I, unless the car lengths are like, they're using matchbox car lengths. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is crazy. Yeah. That's how you get these big wrecks. And I am yeah. guilty, and I am better. Well, you know, I haven't had road rage for years. Oh, good. Good for you. Yeah. And you haven't had a big pileup. No. So that's haven't good. had an accident. Yeah. So, but I am trying to leave more space because I can get, yeah, you know, you've seen me. I can yeah. get to where I want to dart in and out and get, yeah. get moving. 
You're like that when you play ASL, too. You want to keep get, it going. Let's get moving. Keep it moving. Stop thinking. Just move your move those Just cardboard move pieces. And roll the dice. Just go. And sometimes that's not a bad thing, I think, either. Because, you, you know, we overanalyze. You, Still. You do. Then you end yeah. up rolling in boxcars or yes. snakes, and it didn't much matter. Yeah. I don't know when it was that somebody, you know, rich or you got to the point where you'd say, roll now. Before we figure all this out, let's roll now. Yeah, I do that some. So it's Bakkar. Okay, great. We, we don't, don't have to add We don't have factors. to figure out if this would even work. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart. Saves time. I do a lot of the game that way. I just assume it's boxcars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They need to know that. What is that sound? Why, that's the sound for letters. What does it mean? It means we're going to read these letters. Oh. Well, it really wasn't that hard. I'm glad I didn't stump you with that question. No, of course not. We've had a lot of letters recently, and a lot of good feedback on Facebook. Thank you, everybody, for for posting here and there to let us know you're out there. I'm just watching Adam's video. I noticed he's... Is he in the locker room? There's like 400 pairs of shoes or something. Oh, no. No, that's the band, band practice room. The band room. practice room. Okay. It's hats. I thought they were shoes. <laughs> band hats. But I they're band that. hats. There's something wrong when a guy can't tell the difference between a hat, hat and a shoe. <laughs> yeah. I'll well, be all right. You know, I'd like to say that the Two Half Squads is brought to you from kind donations from listeners like Mark K. You know who you are, Mark. Thank you, Mark. As well as donations from Jonathan K. Thank you also, Jonathan. And he's winding it down. You think Adam will uh, play at my wedding? Perhaps. Yeah. He hasn't been playing much lately when he's got to college now. Yeah. He did, he's not majoring in the xylophone? Wait, why are you getting married again? I'm glad. I just wanted to know if you were paying attention. <laughs> yes, while well, I'm trying to pull up letters. <laughs> hey, I have one from Dave B. Uh, he's saying at the end of this month he's going to Houston. Did we read this one? And he's talked about uh, traveling with his stuff, trying to think of a way to do this without having to worry about the box. Uh, all the maps, instructions, scenarios fit into a one-inch binder. I think we did this, but anyway, since I'm into it, also organized counters into small Ziploc bags, which more malleable than our. The hard shell Thank you. boxes. Also protects his maps when playing and needed some way to do it in a compact way that would fit inside the suitcase. So he went out to Office Depot and found two 8 by 5 by 11 sign protectors. Taped these end-to-end on the backside using heavy clear packing tape so they can fold. And he's got a link there for the protectors that he used. So I know I didn't post that on a show, so no. I'll try and post that on this one. Thank you, Dave, for the great ideas. All the clever ways. That ASLers come up with to play their game. Does he call it the xylophone or does he call it the vibes? Uh, I th- and is it the same thing? I think the xylophone. Okay. You don't know for sure. No. I've got a little old letter here uh, through, through PayPal from Shane who writes, I'm a longtime listener. Thanks for the great shows and your dedication to preserving and promoting our hobby and ASL. And he included, with that, some uh, crisp cash. 
Thank you very much for that kind donation. Some paper money. He folded it into the envelope mm. and stuck it in there. Very nice. Thank you, Shane. So we'll remind everybody we are on Patreon. That's right. But a recent listener made a donation of a recurring PayPal donation. Is that yeah. more efficient for us, Jeff? Uh, you can do it either way. Some okay. people like to do it through Patreon and some people through PayPal. You can do whatever you want. Well, and I have a letter from John B. Hey, guys, thanks for putting out the shows. You're uh, rock stars of the ASL community. He bought Squad Leader with allowance money in 1979. And he plays mostly ASL these days, but he likes the old Hill 621 and Buchholz Station, etc. And he wanted to purchase some uh, Half Squad's apparel. I think we did read this last time, too. But um, I did send him a hat. We have one hat left, which gets oh. me to that. Why I kept this, I think. One hat left. It is signed. It may appear on eBay soon or not, but if you want it, 20 bucks. hurry up and contact us. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants it. Especially I don't think so either. now that it's signed, it's probably practically worthless. Why don't we send it to Perry? We should just send it to Perry. Let's just send it to Perry. Yeah, they, they haven't sent us the new little action pack and all that stuff. You know what they we should do? Nothing. Let's put it in an envelope. We'll send it to Perry. We'll say, Perry, thank you for all the stuff you've been sending us. Here's a little... <laughs> Something back for you. Well, I went ahead and pre-ordered Korea, but I'm not buying yeah. other small stuff. If they don't want it reviewed, don't fine with us. Yeah. I'm getting too old to worry about it. Got one here from, posted right on our episode four. So apparently somebody may be going back through the shows from the beginning. And he writes, very enjoyable to listen to you guys. Thank you. Like that, short and to the point. That was Drummer Geek. Thank you, Drummer Geek. And uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the shows. You've got a lot of entertainment ahead of you. And I have one from R.S. Brown. He says he was re- reviewing some winter tire cho- choices and thought of Dave when I saw this name on the tire. It's a Nokian Hakapolita R2. Oh, wow. Tire. Actual, real tire. Google it, folks. We should buy one and <laughs> hang it on the wall. It's funny that he thought of me. Thank you. R.S. Brown. Hey, I'd like to also, speaking of Patreon, remind people that we want to thank Jim V. for his kind donation, Stephen B., and Jeremy B. also, all pledging for the show. Thank you, guys. We got a little note from Alan over at Broken Ground Design. You know, we interviewed him, well, on, what, when was that? Episode 184? Maybe, no, it was before that. Somewhere. Anyway. Uh, he writes, now I understand why I, ha- I have an uptick in sales. Thanks for the great show and the great review. Ah, Alan. proof, proof that so, this show produces We review financial stuff and, gain. yeah, the sales go through the roof. So, uptick. Hopefully it was yeah. larger than smaller. And we're Jack- sorry, sorry about your roof. Jack Dempsey's wrote, and he says, hey, Jeff and Dave, great to have Mr. Spilkey back in the broadcast, Fox. Oh, great fun with quiz show. We do need to play that with multiplayers. Yeah. More quiz shows. Yes, more quiz shows. Yeah. It says, Happy Halloween. I may just have to dress up as an ASL or zombie. I have the hat and the T-shirt. Just need to add gore. There's a use for our hats and T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could get Perry on for a, for a quiz show. Oh, that could be fun. With a couple of other people. Indeed. Yeah. That would be epic. You know, Grumble Jones checked in and he said he got to meet Rich at this year's St. Louis tournament in July. I'm sorry? Yeah, No, don't be. <laughs> he said, okay. good times. Yeah. 
See, bringing LSAers together, Jeff, that's what we're also about here. And then Louis Pedal wrote and said, Hello, guys. Thanks again for doing these fantastic shows, which are helping this newbie a lot. Recently, I've been able to get in my first real face-to-face playing of ASL with an old friend of mine who came to my humble town of Las Vegas and stayed with me for a week. We played five or six scenarios of various types, armor, night rules, combined with ground snow and dummy stacks, wire and minefields, guns, air support, OBA. As a newbie, made my head spin a bit, but it was fun to be sure. Boy, I I would like to have a recording of that game just to know, you know, how well they did with the rules, because if that was me... Anyway, he goes on to say, having some experience in these areas now, I wanted to revisit Rich Spilkey's fantastic tables. Man, oh man, do they ever impress me. I went back and listened to episodes 14 and 31 for the shows where Rich ended up going over the tables 1 through 16. I see from the program description he recently went over table 28 and possibly has gone... Oh, he's also gone over 24 and 24B for boats. So he's trying to look for which episodes those are in. And he said he would love to hear more episodes on these tables. So thank you for writing us. That should be easy for us to do with Rich so close by. He's he's still churning out those tables. And we'd also like to thank listeners like John V, Louie, and Chris, Christopher B, for their kind donations also. Yes. And now we have an email from Jim Barra. Jim writes, Ola, Jeff and Dave. Jim Barra writing in from sunny California. Wow. That's depressing. (laughs) For us. For us. Though it's been sunny here for the last couple of days. But we know how long winter is going to be. Anyway, he says, I I won the critical hit magazine. Yeehaw. You guys are the best and can really roll dice well, even when they aren't six-sided. This is better than Christmas because I now have a story to tell my neighbors. Wow, if he's telling this story about how he won this <laughs> to his neighbors, <laughs> he needs to find some uh, some more stuff to talk about. Anyway, he goes on to say, please ship the magazine in a giant wooden crate with a large Italian label on it on the right side that says <laughs> Fragile. I'm going to mount the magazine in my front living room window so the neighbors can see it. When they ask about it, I can tell them how I won a major award because I have mind powers. I'm also prepared just in case my wife doesn't like my major award. I cashed glue all over the house and yard. Seriously, thank you guys for your hard work on the podcast, and I agree with Dennis Donovan, and I'm looking forward to episode 300. Besides, this will give Dennis and I more time to torment you with more parody songs. Ha ha. We could take them. Yeah, more. More, more. Thank you, Jim. And Louie also chimed in again, and I just had to read this comment. Normally we don't read all the comments, but he said, I can't find it in the rule book. Does a running refrigerator use occur both cases <laughs> B and case C I think so. when fired upon? Uh, I don't know. Depends on if the, the SSR, if there's insufficient electricity. Electrical shortage. And Grumble Jones left one that says, Come to March Madness in Kansas City for the 200th episode. Wow, that's Perfect an idea. setting for yeah. the episode of all episodes. Yeah. Kansas City, my hometown. I was born in Kansas City. What time of year is that tournament? Did it say March Madness? I think so. Maybe it's around March. It could be. <laughs> it's possible. 
Gee, we might be around 200 then. Yeah, we, we probably would be. We can stop at the hospital and I can um, show you where I sprang from my mother's loins. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'll bet you sprang too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, sprang out of there. Boing! Uh, Dennis checked in with some ideas. He said, enjoying the Halloween episode, he got the reference to the Offen SS and the Planet of the Apes thread. He got it. I did not. I didn't get it. <laughs> Offen means apes in German. <sighs> so it was a clever play on words. Very clever. Too clever. Missed by the two most brilliant podcasters on the yeah. planet of the apes. There's a scenario, one Puka Puka, ASLJA1, that features a Nisi unit. Italy, September 1943, for most of the 100th Nisei Battalion, Japanese-American, Hawaiian National Guard. First weeks in Italy were spent following up the rapidly retreating German army on its way back to defensive positions. As part of the 143rd Regiment, on the morning of September 19th, the company would take the lead. After several hours in the hot sun, Company B would come face-to-face with their first real encounter with the enemy. 12 American, 546 Scenarios, or does he mean squads, which are fanatic to the SSR, kind of lend some flavor to the units. Further thoughts on the contest, which of the kinds of scenarios I like to see, lesser known ones I like because of the history angle, referenced the Nisei scenarios, which you mentioned, I think. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Anzac scenarios with Indian troops, Brazilian, and so forth. And he says a World War One scenario would be interesting. I'm surprised it's not more firmly entrenched <laughs> yeah. in ASL. You'd have to hold back a bit, but the scenario would be a gas and not too over the top. Oh. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. But I have thought about World War One. also. We should have asked Ken what his thoughts were on doing yeah. World War One for yeah. ASL. I wonder if it meets his criteria that he had there. Hey, Jeff and Dave. Scott Mullins here, a.k.a. Grumble Jones, just touching base with you. wanted to thank you again for uh, letting me use you guys in the latest Halloween scenario that we put out uh, annually at Grumble Jones. And I uh, don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet. Uh, it's available on the uh, ASL archive and also uh, through the blog site, uh, Boxcars Again, ASLblog.blogspot.com. But uh, anyway, again, wanted to thank you guys and I uh, hope you enjoy it when you see it. And uh, just look forward to more great episodes. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Scott, for leaving that lovely voicemail. All right. That's Dan. Wait, isn't it? Hmm? Grumble Jones. Yeah, Scott Mullins. Oh, it's a... Um, I'm on the... Okay, you got us here. Uh, You're on his website? I'm on the ASL blog, Grumble Jones. Saturday scenario game. They pl- well, you got to read these more often. Uh, he's got a reference to the... All right, sir. We have searched your blog site that we have been negligent in keeping up on. There's well, so much content there. A ton of content yeah. there. And we must say, well done, sir. A very fine likeness of us <laughs> sitting there in the Jeep. <laughs> that is that is just hilarious. I am just delighted. Yeah. Can't say th- thank you enough for that. Yeah. That. And I'll go home and show my wife and she'll be like, you guys are all weird. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. We're just like crazy kids. It's got us driving in the Jeep and then... With the uh, scenario card, our, our hero counters? Yeah, well, I would our hope hero so. counters yeah. are, are driving along. This is hilarious. I'm going to have to spend hours perusing your site. You know, we were going to, Jeff, go to next start interviewing all these blogsters. Yes. So, right. 
that'll maybe be coming up next year. Yeah. Now that we got Ken out of the way. Yeah. So that is it's, just hilarious. And the funny thing about getting Ken out of the way, as you say, as you put it, is like I said, we wrote him or he wrote us, I think it was in October of 2010, and said, hey, if you'd like to interview me, I'm working on the uh, the Korea project for ASL. And we thought, oh, yeah, let's do that. It's seven years later, we finally got around to it. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Should be, but we've apologized before to people for yeah. being so late. Yeah. So late. But, yeah, that is hilarious. Much appreciated. Got an email here from Phil who writes, The dudes in the ASL Slack forum suggest I reach out to you regarding face-to-face play in Chicago. I live in the city on the far south side. I'm a complete noob. I've only played ASL SK1 Scenario 1 a couple of times, but I really like what I've played so far. Do you guys organize any face-to-face play attorneys? Well, I added you to the him to the PAASL, and he hasn't heard anything from me because I haven't put out an invite yeah. for months. But, but maybe in the new year, certainly yeah. when I... In the summer, I'll get some games in. And I did put Phil in contact with Eric Ortega, who who is uh, runs the Southwest Outpost down in Joliet or Romeoville, mm-hmm. somewhere yep. around there. And the rest of our listeners. And I, I think he went. I think he actually. Oh. I think Phil actually went. So. And of course, we're reading this aloud on the air. So anyone from Chicago, that area, contact us. We'll put you in into a contact. Yeah. With each other. And Phil, let us know how you're doing. Please. Please. And Tobias also wrote, and he just pointed out the often SS pun also. Wanted to give him credit for yeah, that. Yeah, are we the only ones that didn't get it? I think so. Probably so. Yeah, I was having lunch, you know, because I read through a couple, couple of these, and I was having lunch with my wife, and I suddenly said, does often mean ape in German? Oh, d- <laughs> I always catch her off guard with questions like that, and she's like, well, where did that come from? Well... Just Dave and I displaying our ignorance of the German language. There we go. And uh, again, this show is brought to you with kind donations from Kyle B. Thank you very much. And Dick, Dirk, Dirk B also. Thank you, Dirk. And I have an email here from Vincent who writes and says, Dave and Jeff, listening to episode 186, heard you were depressed that only one scenario with the 442nd uh, attached uh, exists so attached, which and he has attached some scenarios here. Is Jeff Allen's draft scenario pack, and while draft may help ease your disappointment. So he listed quite a few uh, scenarios, a good dozen, maybe eighteen or so scenarios that feature the four hundred forty-second. Excellent. Maybe we'll copy that list and post it on the yeah. show. Uh, he says, uh, look forward to hearing more scenario AARs. Rich Spilkey speaks what's in the box, what's in the rules, etc. And yes, ASL players, stew dill listen. Stew, stew dill. Do still listen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And enjoy the two half squads. Dilly dilly. Yeah. Dilly dilly. <laughs> Thanks, Vincent. Hey, and I have one from Roddy McDowell. Really? Guess what that's going to be about, Really, Jeff? McDowell? Roddy McDowell. Roddy. He says, I am not your first devoted listener to cringe when you begin to dabble in languages foreign in your otherwise genius podcasts. Mm, dabble. He does say otherwise genius podcast. Yeah. In episode 186, you were 
babbling about some sort of Planet of the Apes themed ASL. And you were flummoxed as some sort of designer included the often SS. Yeah. So he blurted out laughing once again, resorting to the magical Google. He says, We should have done that. Which could have, but that, wait. I did. We were both baffled. I Googled oh, often. yeah, because he says you were both baffled even after resorting to yeah. the magical Google, which yeah. only compounded your unwitting ignorance. We don't blame you. We are just worried that all your young German fans will think and how many potential ASL players will now return to their PlayStations and yeah. girlfriends. Uh, to the detriment of the future of ASL, all because of us, Jeff. Yeah. Yours sincerely from the Forbidden Zone, Roddy McDowell. Thank you, Raul Duke. Thanks, Roddy, for, for pounding another nail into our coffin. <laughs> we were feeling pretty bad about it. Yes, I looked up often. I remember Googling often. And it said, Google said, did you mean Waffen? (laughs) Even Google couldn't help me. And I just have one from Andrew Stewart. He pointed out that uh, our contest was a random die roll. Yes. And he's not bitter about not winning. I think he is a little bit. (laughs) He says... When a guy tells you he's not bitter, that usually means he's bitter. (laughs) When he says, still love you guys, uh, Ah. hashtag still not bitter. Yeah. <laughs> sad. Sad. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Because he, he, he spent a lot of time, put a lot of thought into what he was coming yeah, up with. Yeah, it was with. one of the zombie ones yeah. with the uh, um, overlays of the graveyard. He said he, he didn't think we mentioned that. I, I thought I did. but So, yeah. Anyway, um, maybe next time we'll have to go with... We'll vote on what we which one we like the best. Maybe so. Best quality. Yeah, maybe so. I hate to resort to that because it would require me to think for one thing and to possibly <laughs> insult somebody. Well, one more, Jeff? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, from Jack, I miss you guys. Been writing stories with some success and chasing trout, but I still miss ASL. Glad to see it's all rolling along. Best always in Rolo. Always come back and listen anytime you want, Jack. We're, we're here for you. We're still here. Still cranking them out. And that'll wrap it up for Letters. Gets us down to only 25 left for next show. Wow. Thanks, everybody, for writing. Please continue to do so at your earliest convenience. And it's now in the news. Welcome to our newscast this evening, ladies and gentlemen. In the news, just this out, this just out by Friendly Fire, Pack Eleven. Friendly Fire Pack Eleven contains eight scenarios featured in the Friendly Fire 2017 ASL tournament. How was that? <laughs> that was abrupt. <laughs> in- Sorry. In many great scenarios. Get it at Friendly Fire. Problems in the sound room tonight. This just in from Bounding Fire. Objective Schmidt depicts the hard-fought battles that occurred in early November 1944 in the Hurtgen Forest by the U.S. 28th Infantry Division for the small town of, I can't pronounce that town, Schmidt-Kommerschelt. Schmidt-Kommerschelt. Yes. And Vossenhack. Vossenhack. So go to BoundingFire.com to order your copy of Objective Shrimp. And apparently this has no connection to 
the movie with Jack Nicholson called About Schmidt. No, it does not, no. Jeffrey. No, it does not. Breaking news, breaking news from The Cellar, pack eight, now available from La Franche. <laughs> More than a scenario pack, this new product is something between our FTC packs and our regular LFT magazine. It's scheduled for release later this week, November 10th, and it should start shipping <laughs> November 13th. We're only a month behind. It will contain 56 pages. I'm going to have I'm going to have to order this. No. LFT can send it to us complimentary to be reviewed on they the could. show. They could. Yes, they could. Right away. And it'll have 15 scenarios in a 56-page booklet from the seller pack 8. Breaking news. And if you haven't been to the Ritter Krieg site lately, we suggest you go there immediately. Because this newscast is brought to you by Ritter Krieg. Ritter Krieg, that's right. And Bounding Fire Productions. I'm going to have to order a new bell. It's just getting pathetic. It is. It's wearing out. Ritter Krieg still has a Black Friday coupe. Oh, it expired. Never mind. But we have other breaking news, Jeffrey. There's NOBA Naval OBA tokens. No Naval Offboard Artillery Naval Lint. Available from Battle School. Ooh. Come in a nice baggy, round little discs, beautifully colored. In addition to the normal battle dice now on sale, 20 to 40% off, the Airborne packs look wonderful. The 82nd Airborne, 101st, beautiful dice as well. Now featured at Lone Canuck Publishing, let's go north of the border to our friends in Canada. Uh, Thank you, Walter. We have two special packs now available from Lone Canuck Publishing. A Drive for St. Lo, a tactical mission pack with one tactical mission that is a campaign game, and five scenarios played on a historically based 24-inch by 32-inch map of the La Mer Le Carillon Nose feature. I don't know if that's Nose, N-O-S-E. I don't know how they pronounce it. Located two miles north of St. Lo, France. Now, th- this looks really cool. From uh, Lone Canuck. Take a look at that if you get a chance. And it's only $30 U.S., $35 Canadian. Oh, I take that back. It's $27 U.S., 35 Canadian. Also available from Lone Canuck, the... Anzio, 1944, on patrol with the first special service force. This is a seven-scenario pack dedicated to the members of the American-Canadian First Special Services Force and their action in the Anzio beachhead during the early part of 1944. Oh, I'm hurting myself. And this pack also looks very excellent. And I haven't been to the Lone Canuck website for a little while, so uh, this stuff is new. And uh, the Enzio pack is only $16 U.S. or $20 Canadian. And we suggest you get over there and order that right away. And this just in from Heat of Battle, Kustenjager. 
Special Forces 2, War in the Agency, newest offering from Heat of Battle. It's a battle pack with scenarios representing the famed German Kustenjagers, compatible with the ASL game system and any other tactical level war games. Get it now at Heat of Battle. That's it for the news. Thank you, David. And that's the way it is. I don't know if you're, you're too young to remember this, but I think it was the Huntley-Brinkley report Yeah, uh, ended their newscast with Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. You know what I see in my mind? What? Clockwork Orange. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Scenes of violence. Oh. And the old ultra-violence brothers. Still haven't seen it. Playing a little piggy of the night. Piggy of the road with the travelers of the night. Yeah, haven't seen it. Me and me droogs. Going over my head. Yeah. I can't not see Clockwork Orange. That's crazy. Great stuff, though. Golly, that Beethoven. Well, Jeff, what time are we at? Do we have time for a special package that came in the uh, mail? Oh, I think we always would have time for a special Look package that. that came in the mail. Who's it from there? It's a package that came in the mail. It came from, hold on, let me get my special reading glasses. These are special reading glasses because they're very special. They cost me a buck. Oh, Dennis Donovan. Ooh, what did he send us? Something to peruse on the air? A fine product from MMP because they won't send us anything? Piece of cardboard, piece of blue paper, which you'll. Several pieces of blue paper. Oh, oh it's a pack of blue paper. Oh my, I love the blue paper. There you are, Is Dave. it for me? Yeah, it's like... Don't you want half? I'll split it with you. No, it's like 12 pieces oh of blue paper there. Oh my goodness, it's not the pre-punched one. Oh, look, some of them are pre-punched. Wow. Oh, I think those came man. right out of ASL modules, module I, boxes I think and they, they did. Look and, at that, that's amazing. Wow, Dennis. I, you know, it's going to last me decades, you know? Yeah. I, I can fit like 30 scenario handwritten you know, records on yeah. each side. And I always write two-sided to save paper. And I'm just, yeah. Oh, How do they smell? Great. Smell like old modules. This is amazing. Absolutely amazing. A very amazing. generous gift, Dennis. Indeed. I hope you insured this envelope. I wouldn't want to send that <laughs> blank paper without the proper insurance. Ah, Dave. Oh, Jeff, this is fantastic. Can't believe we're here. Cuba, beautiful Cuba, Havana, the, the home of Ricky Ricardo. Cuba Libre! I love just strolling the streets of Cuba. You find the most amazing stuff. Look, look, look at this. What, a game store. A game store. What's that in the look window? Is this a game on the Cuban Revolution? It's Bounding Fire Productions. ASL here in Cuba. Here in Cuba. Thanks, Obama, for opening up the trade with Cuba. Wonder which came first, Obama or Bounding Fire? Oh. They may have opened the door to this whole new era. They have all these great Bounding Fire products. Telling you what? Beyond the Beachhead 2. Blood and Jungle. Look at this. Every single amazing Bounding Fire product. Who would think, coming all the way to Cuba, we would find all this great ASL stuff? Wow! I know what I'm going to be spending my money on. I'm taking back all these stinking cigars. 
I'm going to take me home some Bounding Fire. And you know, and if, if they charge for these games by the pound, these Bounding Fire products would be the most expensive. But they're not. This is an amazing bargain for your, for your money. And you know what the truth is? You don't have to go to Cuba to get Bounding Fire Productions products. How can we get them, Jeff? Just go to BoundingFire.com. Tell them the two half-squads sent you. And now it's time for... What have you been playing lately, laddie? <laughs> it's scorched. What have you been playing lately, laddie? I just wrote that. Well, I'll tell you, Jeffrey. I've been playing some pad Thai. Have you? Pad 3? Yeah. Earning face. And I kicked all these out a long time ago when we interviewed him. He, sent, he gave us the free packages to review. Yeah. Broken Ground Design. It looks like it's Pad 3 by Brian Martuzis. Martuzis. Uh, and this one featured the Japanese and Chinese. And it's been a very long time, and it looks like I, I messed up my record system. Oh, no. You can't read it? I don't know if I circled the C for Chinese. That oh, would be a victory man. for me, or if I circled DT. It You're going like to have to go back and replay both. that. And then you could. It's, you know, six and a half turns. Yeah. Tight little pad. Uh, and I don't remember anything else about it because it was a long time ago. Yeah. But we're going to have Pad 4 with Tom Barkalo play that for you in a moment. It's a good 12-minute oh, analysis, good. in-depth analysis, quality stuff, not Excellent. like the junk you get on our show. Indeed. Then there's more. There's, You've been playing more. Yeah, I, I got a got a couple out of here. Okay, of here. good. Pad one. I did not record this. So we'll do it live on the air. This is the Pete Shelling one for the pad set from Broken Ground Designs. The Americans and the Germans. And again, walking hand in hand. It's or? been a long time, but I did win with the Germans against Tom Barkalo, who's recorded the other one. We should record it all these. But we did not. I did another if one. If only we had a time machine, Dave. You could go back and correct all of your errors. Well, and I'm kind of wishing that you and I recorded... I do, too, because I don't remember the details of our scenario. This one. Take a look at it while... Try and remember it while I move over to a St. Louis scenario I played. It was game 1,236. Put that in your pipe. And that I played the Seeks, and I won against Tom Barkalo from the St. Louis Club scenario pack. Yeah, the Japanese had to exit, and uh, trucks just had trucks. Did I even talk about this one already on the air? I don't, not that I recall, oh, I but I may have been sleeping. <laughs> I'm sure you were. I think we, it was hard for the, get the trucks off. I did manage to shoot up enough trucks, and he had them still loaded with points. So that, that made it difficult. So I do remember that. Put that in your pipe. St. Louis... Scenario number five. Get that one done. Mm-hmm. And do you now recollect that? Was that yeah, the a little one bit. we did with yeah, the Deluxe? Yeah, we played this. Deluxe? This was ASL scenario FT198, full of fire. A nice little scenario, just four and a half turns. And that was on the Deluxe boards from the new Deluxe pack. It from was. Frank Terrer. Right. And this was this pitted the Americans against the, a small force of Germans who were defending their... Three artillery pieces, these uh, 105 millimeter pieces. And the victory conditions were that the Germans 
pretty much had to j just keep the Americans from eliminating their guns. And so I remember this. I do remember this. I set up in kind of a close triangle, as close as we're allowed by the SSR rules, and uh, connected various areas with trenches. And I was doing fairly well. Uh, you took a lot of uh, you took a lot of hits, as I recall, early on uh, with your Americans. Though you did have an overwhelming force. Remember, you ran up with a couple of times with DCs. Yeah, trying I was to kind of excited about yeah, that, and yeah, throwing them into the uh, into the guns. And I don't know, was one of them effective or maybe one? Yeah, that's all I remember about it. I remember this was a very fun scenario. Yeah. I would play this one again. It's nice to have the space to spread out in those deluxe hexes. You know? Yes, yeah. It was nice and big and uh, easy oh, to play. We should play the one on the back next time. Yeah, that would be Spoiled Afternoon. Let's play that one next. Excellente. And then to finish up here, I did play the... I went back to um, Dave Timmon and I had a couple meetings. We didn't have the time to put up a big hakapali. We were replaying those, you may recall. Oh, right. Years yes. ago. Well, mm -hmm. about a year or two ago, they had some health issues in the family that really slowed us down, which is um, all working out okay, really, right now. We're very grateful. And In addition, we had the Swede pack, which had some thins mixed with the Swedes, the white color counters. Mm. Okay, that was put out yeah. a little while ago. And so we played Swede Revenge, which was scenario SV11. Dave was on the hills with these Russians, three hills. The Axis had to, to win. They had to control greater than or equal to two multi-hex buildings, which I think were on the hills, weren't they? For control purposes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Each yeah each, each overlay of the hill is treated as if it's a multi-hex building. So that's they weren't buildings, but they were treat the hills as a building, and you had to control those. And, yeah, I, I could not... Take one, not one, and it was basically not even one. Yeah, Dave came over just two nights ago to play this next one, mm -hmm. and was like, "Oh yeah, I won the last game." I'm like, "He goes, hey, how did I do that?" I'm like, "Cause I couldn't make a morale check." Yeah, not one. I'd move up, fail everything, route away. You do that oh, a couple no. times, you're done. Five turn game. Yeah, really short and sweet, nice. And then the this week we played the rather uncoordinated. SV-13, again, from the Swede pack. Mm -hmm. And it has the Finns and the Swedes, again, the white counters with the gray Finns, defending with the Russians. They have to they have to win at game end to control a hex, which represented a ammo depot, mm -hmm. or have more guys up on this hill to the side. So I went all left, left side attack, came in with the um, Russians, Got a 152 big gun. Of course, it got low ammo. Then it was off the board. And then a 122. It took out a stack at one point. And a couple of 76Ls tanks, these, these small SU-76Ms. And the Russians attacking. I'm being pretty aggressive. I'm getting in there. And that last hex you have to occupy with the ammo depot, if someone shoots at you in there and rolls a 10 or more, it's an automatic 8 shot in wow. addition yeah right? so it blows up part of the ammo dump so if you roll low you get a good result if you roll yeah. too high 10 11 12 you still get an eight shot on the guys in the hex cool worked out really well yeah that's cool um a lot of fun made it different and i lost oh. i got into that hex 
and couldn't clear out. There's buildings, one building to the north of it, one to the south of it. My goal was to clear all that out and then sit in that hex, which is kind of surrounded by a stone wall. Yeah. Uh, board 42, southern portion, I think it was. And, of course, didn't clear that out. And he was able to then, from across the street, fire a 16-shot at my stack, mm. break or pin them all. I think the only thing left was a pin leader. Everyone else had to route out, and then he advanced in with a five four eight Swede. Gotcha. Yep, close yeah. combat. But it was close, last turn. Yeah. So that was what I've been playing lately. And here's a recording Dave Timonen and I made about the scenario Pad 3. All right, let's take a listen. Hey, everybody, it's Dave and Dave here. We have uh, just finished playing Pad 3, Earning Face by Brian Martuzas. This is the uh, from the pad pack that we've been playing um, from Broken Ground Productions, and they're so nice and tight and small, and this one's infantry only. Dave Timonen played the Japanese Defenders, um, really talking about four, five, six, seven squads, three crew with the two mediums and a hidden infantry gun, a couple leaders. He did have a DC. I was the Jap. I was the Chinese attacking with twelve squads. Uh, Neg one leader, another leader, two mediums, couple bazookas. Where was my other bazooka? Oh well, back here. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, flamethrower and a DC. And so, Dave, what's your initial reaction to the game? Um, well, I like that it was on a, a smaller board, and uh, you know, it was infantry only, so we didn't have to think too much about tanks and that sort of thing. Because we have problems thinking. Yes, <laughs> especially tonight. <laughs> but 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 I think it you know it went pretty well as far as movement when we concentrated and that sort of thing. Uh, but I did like um, you know you don't necessarily play with Chinese and Japanese together, so I did like that combination. Yeah. Um, so it's in Burma, nineteen forty-four. Right, and and I don't play the Japanese often, so when I break, then you just flip them. So I forget that you. That, that you do that. How cool know. that is. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, like, Dave actually thought, oh, I broke. And then I'm like, well, flip it over. Oh, right. And then, oh, yeah, yeah then not gone. Right. <laughs> so that went well. Very resilient. Your placement uh, had the upper levels. And what, ha- what hexes? Yeah, so I had to defend the buildings. Um, yeah, the uh, Chinese have to take all of the, the multi-hex, multi-hex buildings correct. on this little map. Right. And I think as far as all the... Th- the four that are on the board, I took all those buildings. Uh, trying the to be- hold them, yeah. Right, from the beginning. And the ones up front... Now, was that a uh, mistake? You had a, he had a squad in the up front building in hex P, yeah. F. Is that an F? I think that's a E or F. Yeah. 11, 12, F. and 13. So I thought, actually, that would kind of hold him off a little bit. But you had one squad. No, there are two squads there. Yeah, there were two squads oh, and a dummy. And the wooden building. Correct. Yeah, one in the stone building, one in the wooden one. Correct. Dummy in the middle. And so I thought you would actually come up and overwhelm. Um, but, it, you know, I did have, um, in back of those other multi-hex buildings in J14 and J12, I had uh, two, you know, I had a couple of machine guns. Uh, first up story. On the, on the first level. So then they can cover each of the, you know, each of the flanks. And see you coming up on you know that hill if you decided to come up. Yeah, so either thought, hill actually. Right. So left I thought, and right. So I thought that would cover that well. 
and and that seemed to pan out okay. Yeah, it did. Um, and I know that you know the squads that we mentioned there in F thirteen and F eleven, they probably lasted longer than I expected. Uh, I also took the building um, G fifteen. Uh, with a yeah, squad and a light machine gun in there. Correct, and that seemed to be very effective. Uh, you did eventually take it over, but it took, what, two turns at least? Yeah, two or turn, yeah. So, um, you know, the flamethrower didn't seem to be as big a impact as I thought it could have been. Well, I came up, so I came up with, let's talk uh, Chinese attack. I came right. in with the uh, two of the elites and uh, first-line Chinese squads with the flamethrower and the DC. Kind of up through the, I guess we said woods because we misplayed something, but it ended up being the same. Um, the woods here on D11. 11, 11, 11. And then, yeah. And then got right up next to you the first turn. Correct. Uh, you fired, did nothing. Wasn't that right? Yes. And then I. Even doubled and. Yeah, didn't flamethrower you? I Oh, I just fired infantry, uh, uh, infantry firepower, did save the flamethrower, jumped in in melee. Right. But it, it took a turn. Right, because I survived. My turn right. and your turn. Right. So then by the next turn, I moved through the stone building toward the F-13 wooden building. Correct. Tossed the DC on him. Right. And then he was eliminated pretty quick, though, right? Yeah, did he survive that? D- yeah, the DC he, didn't do anything, of course. Yeah, he did survive that. Yeah. 30 shot, and I think it was like a 13 or something, and I rolled it and made it. So that was yeah, kind of Yeah, but I jumped on you in melee or did advancing fire, half-squatted you, pinned you, And then failed, failed the route. <clears throat> yeah, he couldn't Oh, route. yeah, he, broke. He couldn't, uh, yeah, couldn't killed route. for failure to route. Correct. In the meantime, I tried getting the two medium machine guns up here on the hill on D. 16 into that building thought it would be great exchanged fire with his upper now the fact that dave put guys up high again he could hit a couple of my guys moving on the hill some of the squads broke them early but my machine gun base got into the buildings but kept having a guy break had a guy break by now turn four or is it five at the end of the game here when i surrendered yeah um that both mediums are broken I have a broken squad and a good order squad, both first line with the 8-0, stuck back here all the way on the edge of the board. And, oh, I, we forgot to look at playing area, Dave. Hexes oh. with letters D to P and numbers 8 to 17 are playable. Oh, we kind of stayed in that range. Yeah, I think we're okay there. I never did shoot around the edges. No, you didn't. Oh, my gosh. I think you were looking to do it, but yes. Never did. Never did. And D to P, I shouldn't have paid to enter here on E. Didn't matter. I couldn't see it. there. Wouldn't have mattered much. Oh, that takes away my rally spot here. Oh, right. So, yeah, folks, we played this with uh, (laughs) E. Then you might have been in more trouble then. I would have been in more trouble. So, I guess you can't really look at that house on the hill to be very helpful. Unless you put guys up on E, is that E? Yeah, E17. Okay, so I was talking about the edge, board edge C. Correct. Can't use. Put your machine guns on E17 and then route to D16. 16. That might work. To, but anyway, <clears throat> that failed because of, they kept breaking, rallying, breaking, rallying. And then I had the center, oh, on the left flank, I had like three, 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 sevens. Go at what you had a couple squads over here. I and just had one squad. Oh, it was one squad oh. and a dummy stack. 
Yeah, and what happened to your dummy stack? <laughs> Someone lifted it up because they wanted to give me some advice, and I said, no, no, it's fine. Thank you. So I, <laughs> I moved into this H, what is that? H9, H9 the Huts. H9, the Huts, <laughs> Jabba the Huts, and Dave was in... <laughs> uh, um, I-10. With a squad and a concealed squad, and then he was firing at me. I'm like, fire everything. This is it. You got to break those two guys in there. And then he's like, "No, no, I'm fine." And I'm like, "No, you should really shoot it off." He's like, "No, I think you're supposed to like play conceal and defense here." Right. Yeah. And I'm like, "No, but really, Dave, look, we could double this." And I lift, <laughs> I lifted up the conceal, swearing he had another squad in there, and it was dummy stack. Dummy stack. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But I let him replace them in the back. Did you ever do it? Or did I did. You? I put them here in oh, K-12. Okay. Yep. I closed my eyes. Silly, silly, silly. I'm really trying to help you, and I reveal <laughs> your conceal stack. So that whole flank on the left failed. What, I had like four broken people on the left, broken yeah. squads? Yeah. Utter failure. And why was I going there? Well, There's no buildings over there. No, there wasn't, but I think you were trying to flank them. Yeah, I was going right? to jump. Yeah, I was going to try yeah. and jump across and flank them. But this machine gun here? In which building? Do. Yeah, in uh, J-12. Yeah, just a little four-medium machine gun. That was it, right? Broke a guy here, broke a guy there, broke a guy here. Flamethrower went up the center. DC was already used, so I went up into these hexes in the center of the board, just mm-hmm. the center. And then I, the DC, or the flamethrower guy broke, another guy broke. One guy was gone right you broke them with one machine gun broke oh you had rate of fire from the steeple yeah so i was on the steeple with the medium (coughs) and my nine mag one liter and so i think it did more damage than we thought because it did shoot into your your um left flank there and then and even your right flank up there too so it's a great place the steeple and even though I wasn't really getting all the rates i mean i got a couple but not like you could have yep and so um but I, I, it was effective enough, I think, at that point. Yeah, so. and at the end, I kind of ended up in this woods in H. Is that that's I fourteen? I fourteen woods, right? And Dave was right here in what? Is that that's K fourteen and Stone. G fourteen stone so, building? Yeah, so two, two squads in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with a light machine gun, and and he launched the DC hero. And he made it. He rolled to have him. You give him a DC, it's neg two. He launched him across, came across, and... uh, Of course, I think I rolled a nine, but I think it, you know, it seems like you get those 30 shots shots and they roll high. Um, But it it did do the damage. Right. So here at the very end game, I think we were looking at uh, one, two, three, four, five, six... A lot of broken guys. Six, seven broken Chinese squads. Two leaders way in the back because, you know, when you have these six morales on the back, uh, it's hard to rally them, even in woods. And you got two leaders, and so one's on each flank way in the first or second rows as the Chinese entered that side trying to rally, and the center's all busted. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I guess looking at this, I... I think it might be difficult for the Chinese. I mean, taking those four, you had to take all four multi-hex buildings, right? Yes, but I think I wasted a push to the left flank. What if the Chinese kept, this is where we want to try and give some some advice if we can. I think the Chinese player has to 
Go right up you, the middle? Yeah, you can set up a fire base, but maybe my neg one should have been with the machine guns. And then, yeah, if they all stayed closer together and just pushed in the center, the Japanese yeah. probably has set up, you set up in a little later defense. Yeah. Uh, ended up working. But if the Chinese made a concentrated push up the middle, maybe a spread out defense like you had would fail. But there are a lot of open ground, no, you no. know, hexes. No, so. no, no. Right? Only a well, few. through the, yeah, I guess through the. Compared to a normal the board, roads, right? True. Yeah, that's yeah. true. True. Yeah. Well. So, yeah, having a, they've had like a three-line defense ended up working. But I just, again, if I hit it with everything in the center. True. I overwhelmed the front line. Maybe I would have been able to overwhelm that second, and we'd have a game going into turn six and seven. Could be right yeah. in the last, you know, the church. Yeah, because then all the leaders would be central. Yeah. But. Yeah. Again, it's hard rallying, so. But good game. Yeah, very good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming out. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, well, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ah, very interesting. Yeah, uh, nice to get that kind of in-depth analysis. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you for that, Dave. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks, thanks for gonna listening. going to wrap up this show, 188's in the can. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks, and remember to roll low and rally well, but, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>